Hi, everybody. Welcome to Name Drop San Diego. On this podcast, we talk to interesting people in, around, and from San Diego. I'm Christy Totten, here with my co-host, Abby Hamblin, and on this episode, we're talking to Kelly Marie Tran. You might know Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico from some of the Star Wars movies, but this time around, the San Diego native is starring in a brand new Disney animated film, voicing the main character in Raya and the Last Dragon. In this role, Kelly is making history as the first Southeast Asian hero in a Disney animated movie. And just as a reminder to our listeners, Abby and I record these episodes from home because of the pandemic, and most of our guests do too, including Kelly Marie Tran. So you may hear glitches, dogs, cats, airplanes, or other surprise sounds. Thank you for sticking with us, and thank you to our guests for being up for these interviews. Okay, let's get to it then. Here's our interview with Kelly Marie Tran. SD, what's up? Yes, we want to talk to you about that. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we'll just jump right in. I mean, it is just a week away. Uh, congrats on your new role. How does it feel to be so close to your release date? Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited to share this movie and to um, ooh, just like let it go into the world. Um, how does it feel? Man, I don't know that I've been able to process it enough because I've just been doing so many interviews this week, but I think I think once I get some time to really think about it, I will definitely be emotional in all the ways that you are when you are sharing this much of, you know, something that you care about into the world. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, we have a little shout out for you. Um, since we are from San Diego, we wanted to tweet at another famous San Diegan to see if he had a question for you. We tweeted Mark Hamill, aka <laughs> Luke Skywalker, to see if he had a question for you. And he does. Oh he my says, gosh. <laughs> He says, does this mean Kelly is now an official Disney princess? She already is, as far as I'm concerned, heart emoji. That is so sweet. When did he tweet that? Today. Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. Oh, Mark, that's so nice. Yeah, well, what is it about San Diego that has so many Star Wars connections? Because Adam Driver was born here, who plays Kylo Ren, and he lived here until he was seven. And then we have Kelly Marie Tran and Mark Hamill. That is so crazy. I have no idea. I guess it's in the water. <laughs> um, yeah. But man, San Diego rules. Where Where are you guys in San Diego? I'm in North Park. Hillcrest. Yeah. North Park, Hillcrest. Dude, those places are the best. Do you have any favorite restaurants or hangouts uh, in our neighborhoods? Oh my gosh. Or in San Diego. Yeah, you know what's crazy is I grew up there and then I left to go to college when I was College. I went to Palomar College, which is in San Marcos, <laughs> at the nods of <laughs> well, yes, so yes. because when I say that up here, people are like, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think when I was like 19 or 20, I, I moved to LA. So I imagine this for a moment. I was never 21 in San Diego. No. So I never got to go to like cool bars and restaurants. Um, I went to... Uh, I've gone to a few now, like just like going home to visit. I will say there's this restaurant I love. Um, my parents are always taking me to like good Vietnamese restaurants in San Diego. Um, I think it's just called Saigon Restaurant, but I love that place. Yeah. Is it on, or is it in the little Saigon area? Or is it in Convoy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to check it out. It's on the list. Yes, do, do, do. Uh, well, since we're talking about San Diego, I mean, how do you think San Diego shaped you as a person and as, a, as an actor? A lot. <laughs> I mean, it was my entire childhood. Uh, I lived there for 
the majority of my life. I, that's scary to say, but it's true. Um, I think that so much of growing up in San Diego was, you know, it was pretty diverse, like where I was living and, and the communities in which I grew up with. Um, and I also think that the high school that I went to and the middle school that I went to played a big part in the person that I became because of the friends that I met there. It's just like anything else, you know, like, I think that no matter where you are, it really is kind of like your friends that make you into who you are. Um, but yeah, some of my best friends, I still keep in touch with so many of my friends from six. I have a friend from third grade that I'm still really good friends with. So, so many of my friends still live in San Diego and, and I love going back down there and just, um, having holidays with them yeah well shout out Westview High shout out <laughs> Westview Wolverines <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Raya and the Last Dragon um you know we're hearing a lot of positive feedback that Disney finally has a Southeast Asian hero you're Vietnamese uh, you know what does the representation mean for to you um I know we're on a podcast so no one saw me like <laughs> she fist pumped yeah, yeah I fist pumped um <laughs> I just need everyone to know that I fist pumped at that moment. Um, <laughs> it means a lot to me. It's, a, you know, I grew up in a world where I didn't see myself really reflected that much in media and to be now in a position where I am um, able to be part of that change feels totally inexplicable and absolutely incredible. And I, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I've been trying to, I've been, I'm going to really veer into an opposite direction right now, but I was going to say, I've been trying to throw a pitch at a Padres game for like a year now. <gasps> like it's never worked out because, because my schedule didn't work out. And then this year I was supposed to, but then COVID happened. So one of these days it'll happen. It's going to happen. I've been to the Padres game so many times as like a kid. So fun. Oh, our listeners are going to be so glad to hear that. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're really curious about the recording process for Raya. Do you get to see the visuals before you voice it? Are you just kind of in your own imagination with what's happening? Like, how does it all work? You're really in your own imagination. I mean, I was given, um, I was able to see pictures of what the characters would look like, but most of the animation happens after an actor gets in there and is recording a lot of the scenes, if that makes sense, because every session is videotaped so that they're able to animate to your facial expressions. And that's why a lot of, uh, a lot of characters have, um, have the essence of the actors playing them. Um, but yeah, and specifically this time around, weird because of COVID. So we had to record from, I recorded from my boyfriend's apartment where we made a makeshift fort that kind of looked like a voiceover booth that was basically sound blankets taped to the wall and just like old furniture stacked into a box. And then, <laughs> and that's where we recorded this business. Glamour is unreal. <laughs> We feel your pain. We recorded been... a podcast under our blankets in our beds last summer. So it was pretty Wow. <laughs> well, you've got a, a plant that is thriving and that's a <laughs> It's a new plant brain. and it's covering an electrical outlet because somebody was giving me grief about my Zoom setup. Are um, you serious? Yeah. Well, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you wrote in the New York Times about the harassment you face after being the first woman of color to have a leading role in a Star Wars movie. And now you're back, you know, with a huge role in a Disney movie. How have you grown between then and now? A lot. <sighs> like six inches. Just kidding. This is literally the dumbest joke I've ever made. No, I, 
I, I've grown, I really, gosh, I was just thinking about that the other day because it feels like a long time ago. That feels like so long ago. Um, Everything before COVID feels like centuries ago to me. Right? I know the number of coloring books that I've completed during the last three months, it's insane. Um, But yeah, I'll say that I I think that uh, that experience specifically just taught me a lot about I think it taught me a lot about the world and how I wanted to interact with the world moving forward, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I, I think that we sort of sometimes tend to normalize experiences just because they occur often. And I don't think that's a good thing. Like when I was, when we talk about um, social media and the sort of like vitriol a lot of people get <laughs> in general, um, that we shouldn't normalize that. That's not okay. And um, I think that, yeah, I've grown a lot because I I don't know that I would have, gosh, I I don't know that I would have even, you know, I grew up in a, in a household that kind of taught me to be silent and taught me to put my head down and do the work and just like push through it. And I'm now in this place where I feel like I am finally learning how to advocate for myself and stand up for myself and recognize the value of my own voice. And and what does that mean? and, And how do I, how do I try to push things forward without stepping on people, if that makes sense? There's sort of a balance there. I never want to feel like I am forgetting where I came from, but I also never want to feel like I am um, letting an experience or, or letting anyone sort of walk all over me or, or not, not treat me as um, people should be treated. So it's, it's a balance, but I, I do think that I've, I think that experience taught me a lot and I think that I've grown a lot from it and I am so um grateful for the existence of therapy and and the fact that I was you know privileged enough to be able to have access to mental health care like I could go into I could go into rabbit holes about how health care should be accessible to everyone and mental health care should be accessible to everyone blah, blah 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 all these things I will say that I'm really grateful that I you know was privileged enough to to be able to go out and and to do those things because I feel like a completely different person now um in a good way. Awesome. Well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you open to more Star Wars projects? I have no idea. Um, honestly, I sort of feel like I have moved on from that point in my life. Um, but, you know, life is long. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> okay. We have some fan questions for you. We put this online. We got a ton of responses. You have a lot of fans out there. Someone asked if Raya and Rose Tico met, what do you think they'd say or do? Whoa, that is such a cool question. I've never thought about that before. Such a fan question. That is such a fan question. I love that. Um, Gosh. It's actually really interesting. I find, I, I consider Rose to be a character that was so full of hope, like childlike wonder and hope. And Raya, when we first meet her, is not like that at all. I would have loved for them to have met. I think that they could have learned a lot from each other. Um, all right, that's a good pitch. Crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, are, are there any particular themes or messages in *Riot and the Last Dragon* that inspired you to join the project? Okay, so the lesson that I uh, that is the most important to me in this movie, I think, is is the one um, that Raya learns at the end. And, you know, the whole movie, she sort of is in this place where she 
doesn't really trust anyone. She doesn't trust, um, she believes that she has to figure out everything by herself. And then towards the end of the movie, she gets to this place where she starts to recognize that, yes, the world is broken. Yes, she's experienced pain and trauma before, but she really puts herself on the line to fight for a world of hope. And she's not even sure if that world is possible. She's not even sure if that world can exist. But the fact that she takes that step is really important to me. I think it's something that I want to um, take with me and, and hopefully be able to live by. But you know what? It's hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is another fan question. Uh, since uh, this is a Rose Tico fan account. They said, since you're a singer, <laughs> since you're a singer, would you ever be interested in some sort of music career or performances in music going forward? I would love to do a musical. Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to put that into the world. I would love to do a Broadway musical um, or a movie musical. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay, someone asked, you know, we talked about you being the first Asian actor in Star Wars, Southeast Asian princess. Does that um, come with a lot of responsibility? Let me let me see what they actually said. Is the role stressful or amazing or both? Both. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, anytime I think some, anytime it feels like the first time or feels like um, some sort of, boundary breaking thing I think there is a lot of pressure on that experience um but at the same time it's so fun to get to be part of this change to be part of a world where we are constantly breaking boundaries like how cool is that um so yeah absolutely both and I think the thing that I want to take away from this experience is that I don't want it to be the last you know I just the first is one thing but uh it's not going to be the last so that's better I think who were your role models growing up? Um, it's a really good question. You know, I think I there were so few representations of, of anyone that, that looked like me in the world. And I don't know if, if you guys can relate to this, but I definitely feel like every time I, I saw someone that looked, my, looked like me or, or validated my experience in any way. I like felt like I was like, oh my gosh, like I had to like hold on to them for dear life. And one of those being like Cho Chang <laughs> from Harry Potter. Um, one of those being Lucy Liu. Um, and yeah, it's funny now because Katie Liang who played Cho Chang, I actually reached out to her when I, um, when I was cast in the Star Wars movies. And I just think that she is the most incredible person and actor and artist and, we're friends now, which is crazy. I just love her. Yeah. So, yeah. Does that mean you're a Harry Potter a Harry Potter fan? Oh, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Like it's a problem. Like I, I'm actually looking at my mantle right now at uh, you know the picture book versions that they have, like the bigger ones. Yeah, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Yeah, I'm looking at those right now as we speak. So yeah, huge Harry Potter fan. I have no shame about it. I'm with you. They're awesome. So our next fan question, maybe it's the answer is Harry Potter, but what is your favorite book? Oh, which Harry Potter? <laughs> no, which of the Harry Potter books? <laughs> um, I love reading. I've been reading a lot of books. Obviously, 
the Harry Potter books like sculpted my childhood. So let me just acknowledge that. And then on top of that, this year, I've read a couple books that have really stayed with me. One of them is um, Girl, Woman, Other. Have you guys read this book? Mm-mm. No? Um, it's really, really incredible. It's about uh, Black women in London and the way that... Uh, God, it's just, it's crafted masterfully. So that that's one of my favorite books from this year. And then also this book called The Overstory, which is about trees. <laughs> Shout out to those books. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to trees. <laughs> Shout out to trees. Shout out to thriving plants, like the one that you have. <laughs> my, my plant is, I'm so happy about this. I'm just amazed you have time to read. Like, it just seems like you've had such an incredibly, uh, incredibly busy year. Oh, I'm a real bookworm. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone did ask like what activities or hobbies you picked up in the pandemic time. That's another fan question. Painting, which I'm looking around because I had my paintings next to me earlier and I'm trying to see if I can show them to you. I want to see one. Um, <laughs> books, painting, also just knitting needles because I'm like really wanting to knit before the, the COVID pandemic isolation moment is over. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite movie? I have so many. I have so many favorite movies. Well, let's just like put Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings there just so that we could just like acknowledge it. And then I'll talk about my other favorite (laughs) movies in addition to those, (laughs) all of those movies. Um, Yeah, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. I love Pan's Labyrinth, Mm. probably one of my favorite movies. I love this movie called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Um, I love E.T. is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I really gravitate gravitate towards anything with magic. <laughs> I really do. I just think believing in a world better than the one that we live in and believing that there are things that we can't explain and that there's like something bigger out there that's looking out for us is something that I really want to believe in. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we need that right now. I need that always, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thanks to the fans for those questions. Here's uh, one from us. Your show, Sorry for Your Loss, which has two seasons on Facebook, got really good reviews and was described in one article we read as being really underrated. Uh, For those who don't know, it's about a woman who unexpectedly loses her husband and the different ways people in her family grieve. And obviously grief is such a hard subject and probably very interesting to portray on camera. Um, One of our colleagues is a big fan of the show. So we just wondered, what was that like for you? Um, first of all, shout out to uh, Elizabeth Olson. Come on, guys. Wanda. <laughs> Snaps, claps, all of the above. Um, also, Javon and Mamadou, who are incredible. And Janet. Everyone in that show is just extremely talented. Um, but yeah, I think grief is a really, it's a really um, interesting topic because it's something that everyone has to deal with that no one really talks about. There's sort of this like, um, weird, weird silence around it. You know, people are expected to grieve by themselves within their own spaces and not to share that with the world because it makes people uncomfortable. I think something really great about that show was that we were able to give people a space to, um, talk about their grief. I think that one of the coolest things to come from the show was that fans of the show who, um, like started a group essentially to talk about their grief and to talk about how it affected them and and 
that, gosh, anytime you can be part of something where people are able to start conversations about it or feel seen in any way, um, that's honestly the best, the best. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really grateful to have been part of that show, which um, I think is really special. So thanks for asking about it. Do you think it'll get picked up by another streaming service? I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe. Or do you hope it does? I mean, I hope that <laughs> I hope that uh, that show lives lives another life because I just loved working on it, and I think everyone's so talented. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I was I was watching it earlier, and like it's it's clear that it's touched so many people. Just in the comments, people are sharing their own stories, getting thousands of likes. Like it's like it seems like an outlet that people yeah. really needed, you know. So yeah, that's special. Yeah. Hope to yeah. see it go on. So you said in a 2018 interview with GQ that you're someone who's always working on something, developing something, or writing something, and that what you love the most is storytelling. So what does that mean going forward for you? Maybe some directing, maybe some script writing. Um, what do you hope your career holds? First of all, I love that you scoured my 2018 interview. <laughs> I respect that. Thank you. We do the deep research, especially San Diego mentions. We always find those. So hey, You're going in deep. <laughs> Um, I would absolutely love to write and direct eventually. I think that in the next few years, I really want to invest in myself and really educate myself and maybe shout out some directors and then figure out what that means. Um, yeah, I am really, I'm really excited to, uh, to, um, continue to put things out into the world. So yeah, we'll see. When you were growing up here, were there any like music or theater venues or experiences, um, you had that really helped shape you as the performer you are today? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The first thing that came into my head is like a little embarrassing, but did you guys both grow up in San Diego or did you as adults? That was a little garbled to me, but I just moved here like a year and a half ago from Vegas. So I'm still pretty new. Oh, what? Okay. Abby? I'm 10 years, but I'm trying to catch up on, you okay. know, so you're not gonna, You're not going to relate to this embarrassing. Our listeners will. Our listeners okay. are diehard San Diegans. All right. Do you guys remember this movie, A Walk to Remember? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. No, it goes like way deeper than that. Do you know <laughs> the band Switchfoot that did the majority of the soundtrack for that movie? We that was our had first John interview. Foreman on our podcast. That was yeah. our first guest on this podcast. Really? Because every year when I like growing up in San Diego, Switchfoot would play at the Del Mar Fair and I would go every single year with all of my friends. And that was probably something that changed. That really Abby might have been there with you. I was probably That's there. Probably I'm a huge but... fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. They're so good. And they have I, a new album out. They're from San Diego too, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they live oh. here. Oh, they do? That's so cool. Um Yeah, so very San Diego related uh fandoms going on here. <laughs> also just the fair. Everybody's into the fair, so everyone's been to the fair. Wait, Didn't wait, they wait. change they changed the name now though? It used to be the Del Mar Fair, and now it's called the San Diego County Fair, I think which was blowing for me. Well, since we're talking about San Diego things, like what is your relationship with Comic-Con? Like you, you know, you're such a part of like all these huge fandom worlds. Like, have you been? I mean, yes, I have been. Um, uh, I've been a bunch of times, like just as a fan. Um, I've actually never been for work though. I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con for work, but I, I have been many times growing up uh, just as a fan of the whole experience. It's such a San Diego thing. And um it's so fun and it's just people getting to 
unapologetically show the world how much they love um, these fictional worlds that mean so much to them. And I absolutely relate to that because obviously I've said Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings many <laughs> times during this interview. So did yeah. you dress up like anything? Um, I've dressed up probably like every Harry Potter character there's ever been. Um, like seriously one time and I don't think this was at comic-con I think this was actually oh here we go this is an embarrassing little tidbit for you um my school would have these spirit days you know there's like twin day and sports day and all these things so sports day me not a huge like didn't know much about sports in my I think that was what my I don't know my really gosh what year was that eighth grade Anyway, I decided to go as a Quidditch player. I don't know if I can find these pictures, but I definitely have dressed up as a Gryffindor Quidditch player. <laughs> I would so, love yeah. to see those. So I, know. I hope you do find them and post them on social media. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, that is a question I have for you. Are, are you ever going to come back to Instagram? All, you got so many tweet replies when we said we were interviewing you. I'm sure oh, there are really? tons of fans so who want to shout out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Or I mean, Twitter? I've never been on Twitter. I think I have an account because I, before the news came out that I was cast in Star Wars, someone was like, you should get your handle so no one steals it. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I have an account, but I've never been acted on, active on Twitter. Um, and Instagram, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, right now, I don't really feel the need to do it because I feel like I um, still very much interact with people in, in different ways. Um, but we'll see. Nice. Last question for you. Do you have any advice to people, especially San Diego young people who want to kind of follow your footsteps, become a performer? Um, yeah, I think my one advice would, one piece of advice I, that I wish I knew going into this was just because you don't see yourself reflected in something and you don't see anyone's career who you want to emulate, emulate, it doesn't mean that you can't create a path for yourself. Um, because, you know, I... I definitely worked really hard to pursue this, but I also have no idea how it worked out <laughs> because I didn't know anyone in the industry. I didn't have any connections that, you know, my parents are very much uh, refugees who didn't have any perception of this being a possible career path. Um, so the fact that I came from there and am now here means that it means that magic is real and exists in the world and if you believe in it and you work really hard this sounds so cheesy but I really believe that's true because I don't know how else I, I would be here so okay Kelly Marie Tran thank you so much for your time thank you so much any parting words for San Diego uh stay classy San Diego I bet everyone says that right <laughs> I've actually never asked anybody that question, but that's a, that's a good one. Okay, thanks so much. <laughs> thank you. Bye, thank you. Bye. Thank you to Kelly Marie Tran for joining us on this episode of Name Drop San Diego. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you know who you'd like to hear on the show next, please drop us a line. You can reach us at namedropsd at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at namedropsd. Uh, we really appreciate the support and we'll see you next time.